Osiris. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of comes a time. That's Oteal. And that's Mike. It's nice to see you, my friend. We're doing a little catch-up episode here uh, for all of you. It'll be a solo, me and O'Teal. You guys yeah, get to hang out while. on our, uh, this is how we talk on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have how to somewhat today? edit it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. You don't hear me Just yelling at traffic and stuff. <laughs> right. So how you feeling today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Um, people already know from my last post that my dad was about to pass and he did pass about three days later, April 29th, the day before Colonel's birthday. And, uh, but he went peacefully and he went, uh, he was in no pain. Um, he was pretty out, out of it just on the medication. And, uh, it wasn't that long drawn out just agonizing where you're just like oh god let it be over you know what i mean yeah. it, it caught us by surprise just a little bit like we were on watch but um we still thought maybe there might have been a couple of days you know but i'm i was grateful i prayed that it would be quick and peaceful and not agonizing and painful and it's because it's painful for everyone you know yeah Yeah. um and uh my mom's doing better than i thought she would she would you know significantly everyone was around everyone was around her and my dad and um so that that time like going through all the old pictures and stuff and trying to find pictures of my dad we found some really really old pictures of him that I'd never seen before. Oh. And a few of me really old that I've never seen before, like three, four years old, never seen these. Um, so just like having that time with everybody and, you know, it brings up old memories and stuff. And it was good. You actually, I don't know if you realize how much love there actually is until something really bad happens. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. 
how that is. But that's a, a theme, you know, throughout life, like this connection between love and pain. Like to really love, you're embracing that pain because it's going to come. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you have to say goodbye or when that love is rejected, not returned or whatever, like all the different ways it can happen, like they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're connected. Together. I think yeah, one doesn't exist without the other, it seems. You and, can't and, get one without the other. And first of all, on behalf of everyone, you know, I'm, we're very sorry for the loss Thank of your you. dad. And, uh, but also, you know, in talking to you and I'm so happy that your mom is doing all right. You know, I know that that was something yeah. that you had mentioned that they've basically known each other. N- n- they've known each other pretty much their entire lives. It's yeah. not like they met in their thirties or, you know, no, she, she told us, uh, she met dad when she was five. Jeez. <laughs> When do you start remembering things about? I mean, f- like five or six. <laughs> she, she doesn't have any memories without him in it, in some capacity, you know. Oh, and uh, watching her say goodbye to him was—that was heavy. That was heavy. But you know, like I say, it—it it shows you, it reveals a height and a depth of love. That you kind of know, but you don't really like, you're like, oh, wow, that's high or that's deep or yeah. both. It's just like, whoa, it's, um, it's like seeing the Grand Canyon, you know, it, it's just, it's, it stops time. It stops you in your tracks. It's just like, yeah, it's heavy and extremely beautiful in its darkness, you know, just like, wow, that kind of love, man, which I can't, you know, they were married for 64 years. So, you know, man, Jess and I just had our 12th, you know, so I would have to be like 110 to hit that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you keep doing that DDP yoga, you might make it. (laughs) Um, You know, and I'll be vegan by the time I'm 60. I only got two years left. You might not have a choice, dude. We might be out of animals by then. (laughs) Well, you know, job provide what we need, whether we like it or not, right? So, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's something. It's something. It's really amazing. And uh, he was 91, man. That's such you an know, amazing life. He was yeah. perpetually happy through his entire Alzheimer's. Wow. Never was that when he had his whole mind. Just like happy-go-lucky the whole time. A few blips, like, man, like on one hand blips, right? Yeah, yeah. For God, almost a decade. And then, <laughs> you know, at uh, at the end, he was like feeling no pain and... It was quick. So he won right up to the very end. He was at the March on Washington when Martin Luther King was there because we were living in D.C. Wow. And he was there when Obama got elected the first black president. Like he bookended that shit. Like, yeah, his religion was music and his sons came home with four and maybe five Grammys. Kofi might got three on them. He's always one ahead of me, so I can't remember if it was two or three. But, you know, like he's 
Yeah. He's married to my mom for 64. Like he just, he did. <laughs> he's good. And his mom died when he was four. So if you believe like I do, he got to see her. He got like an 87 year hug he was waiting on. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Right? Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Dude. Oh, wow. Dude. Yeah. Dude. And you know Kofi was <laughs> waiting for him too. And his dad and everybody else that, you know, they've lost a lot of people. Wow. You get up there, you start outliving just about everybody. 91, you know. Mm. I mean, I got guys dying younger than me and I'm 57. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's already I'm like wow this is a little early y'all for uh, this shit but <laughs> you know wow an 87 really, year uh, hug that's beautiful to think about yeah dude really the day beautiful. it hit me I was sitting in here I think and just whoa, lost it was weeks and weeks ago I texted my sister I was like he's gonna get to hug his mom I just had tears just flowing <laughs> I couldn't even breathe. I was just like, oh, good, you know, like, yeah, this is hard, but there's there's good, super good to come. Your best days are never behind you, even if you're on your deathbed. That's how I believe. <laughs> That's just me, though. Yeah, you no, know? I mean, and, and, and if you think about it, too, it's it's interesting to think about you know, when I hear you say that about your dad losing his mom that young, it's like he lived that entire lifespan missing his mom, you know? And, and yeah, you think about the people who are here walking the earth who, who are dealing with those pains and maybe not even sure how to, right. Or, or it's directing their actions or it's directing their, they're yeah. operating from a place of complete pain and confusion and sadness. And, you know, like you said, like your, your father was surrounded by 
you know, successful children that love him so much, his wife, his, all this amazing love. Um, and some people I think are so wrapped up in maybe the pain and loss that they're not even alive while they're alive. Oh my God. To experience it. And you know, you can't blame a lot of them. Right. You know, losing your mom at four, (laughs) it's just like, it takes something from you. You can never get back. You know, so if we're, if we're walking around with a limp, you know, (laughs) that's, that's life. Like you got a car slammed into your leg. It never got all the way right. And now you're walking with the limp for the rest of your life. That's how it, you know, and so I, yeah, yeah, I tend to try to have compassion, compassion for people, you know, like even the worst man, pedophiles are almost always victims of pedophilia. They were the victim first, Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, (laughs) you know, what does it take for us to forgive probably knowing more, you know? So when, when people are being shitty, <laughs> you know, yeah, you think, what do I not know? What do I not know? That's you true. Know? That's true. And, and, and I think that, the, oh, I, I, I think that anger and, uh, anger and resentment and, uh, and grudges can only get you so far. And that's going to exhaust the yeah. shit out of you. And oh, you can't, it, it, it costs energy. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Yeah. And it doesn't give back like the other energy, <clears throat> the energy that I spend to love comes back like two, three, four, five, tenfold. Right. Right. You yeah. can't even see all of what it did. And then way later you may see it come back around or someone may tell you, Hey, I saw this with my dad, this guy that we were in the store one time. I think I was like 21 and he worked with juvenile delinquents and this big bruiser (laughs) black dude walks up to my dad in the store. Bill, are you Bill Burbridge? He just, yeah. He goes, Oh man. All of a sudden I saw this huge, just Goliath turn into like, a 12 year old kid. Really? He's like, Oh man, I'm so glad I saw you. I want to thank you for all you did for me when I was young, man. You really, if it wasn't for you, I probably would have been in jail or back in jail. for forgive me what he said, you know, like he goes, Oh, this is my son, man. This is my son. Look. Oh, wow. And I just was like, wow. Like, my dad was already cool. Like I thought this is like a real life superhero. Yeah. Like look what he did for, for a long time ago. And now it was just coming, but he just ran into my dad in the store. Like, Oh my God. You know? Yeah. That's well, the kind of thing where, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was supposed that to run kind of energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I look at that, like he was supposed to run into your dad at the store with you there for then me, for you, for me to see it too. That's, That's right. It. That's exactly what it is. I was part of the whole score, the orchestration, the mm-hmm. whole, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there, man. That's how I believe. I'm starting to feel more and more about that, man. Yeah. That's, that's, 
definitely the thing. And I, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately too, about how, like, when you look at someone, it's like, it's like when you see someone, it's almost like you see the whole, but what you don't see are the puzzle pieces, the thousands of puzzle pieces that make up that image that we see in front of us. That's skin suit that we're looking at. Like, yes, that's the picture on the cover of the box of the jigsaw puzzle. Right. But all of those different stories and all of those different experiences and motivate, put that together and make that thing. And each one of those has such brevity and such magnitude and could have caused, you know, if your father didn't show up in that guy's life at that point, that's a whole new picture that we're looking at. You know, he's a piece in that puzzle. That's the, he might be a corner piece that's holding the whole thing together. You know, it's wild. And you don't, you don't really notice it till in hindsight. Yeah. Then when you look back, you're like, oh man, (laughs) that seems almost like it was orchestrated. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. What a weird coincidence. It's just like, yeah. Or what a weird, like. Two trillion sequences of coincidences to land in this perfect, you know, like, yeah, I think about it all the time, man. Hindsight really is mm-hmm. something. And that's why I'm glad we're doing this podcast so we can talk about this stuff, man, because the paradigm we have is clearly not enough. And everybody's so arrogant about it. Like, it's so much better than, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, if it's so great, like, you know, have you heard about what is this lake in Utah that's going to dry up and it provides electricity for millions of people in seven different states? And they say in another 32 feet, when it loses another 32 feet, lights out. So for reference, in the last three years, it's lost over 100 feet. My God. So we're talking rapid six months. Yeah. Like next year, we're going to have American refugees from inside America. Lots of them. Things are getting ready to get dicey bro <laughs> like you know it's i've it's, been saying it for 10 years man been saying it for 10 years it's interesting too because you know you and i talk quite a bit about you know and anybody who listens to this knows that we always talk about that frequency and we talk about the people who are those people are showing i think more people are tuning on to that frequency without them even maybe knowing it. I'm, I'm seeing people now, I was down in New York doing shows last night and just running into folks that I'll see, you know, someone who works at the front desk of a club or someone who's, you know, working the door, just bullshitting with people that are, you know, just around. And there are people that are just like, yeah, everybody's fucked up right now. Like everybody I know is dealing with something. People are just not right. There's, you know, like everyone's on edge. Everybody's like, I I, kind of feel like you were talking about how things like stop time. And I was thinking about it last night um, when I was driving back that like, you know, after a catastrophe, after an earthquake or after a, you know, tornado rips through town and you kind of like lift yourself up out of the wreckage and you look around and you're like, okay, everything I knew is gone. Everything I made is gone. Like where, where are the people I love? Like all of this, you know, 
I kind of feel like after the past two, two and a half years of like, you know, shut down and now everything's opening back up, we'll call it. I think everybody's kind of doing that, like coming out of the storm cellar and looking around going like, yeah, what is my existence anymore? Because it's all fucked. You know, yeah. Michael Mead in this week's episode of his podcast, and I was listening to it on the way home last night, he said something that was so, it like stopped me in my tracks. He was like, all these people who are saying like, we have to get back to normal. <laughs> they're not realizing that like, they're <coughs> normal. That's what got us here. It's gone. And also it's gone. Whatever you thought was, yeah. it's not coming back. We're not going no. back to anything. It's only forward no. from here. And that's petrifying yeah. to a, uh, a large, large percentage I mean, of the population. Yeah. And it should be. We're about to have millions of refugees. This lake is going to dry up. Like what they're talking about doing. And that's just one thing. Like, you know. That's just one thing. Yeah, man. Like everybody. It's weird. I feel like a lot of people have PTSD from the pandemic. But on the all, on the flip side, people have had a huge awakening about the value of their time in their life. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, <laughs> my nephew said, <laughs> he said, three people started work where I work and they already quit. And I'm like, shit, I get, I need to quit. <laughs> like, you know, cause people are, just, but that's not, that's not how it was before. They're just like, nah, you know, my time is worth more to me. Like I'll figure it out. Yeah. Because I know this game. I know this game. Yeah. And it only works out for you, and it's only ever going to be crap for me. So you yeah. know what? No. You've, and it, wow. That's going to make things change. Well, When you can't find anybody to work, eventually you're going to start to pay more. Eventually you're going to start to treat people better. Yeah. Eventually you'll have to be nicer. <laughs> and I you mean, know... It, 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 or you and, could sink. And like you said earlier too, it's like there, you don't get one without the other. You don't get the, the love without the, you know, the pain and you don't get the pain without the love. you like, so, you know, I, for, I forget what I, where I read it and I hope I don't totally blow the saying, but it was like, you know, people who, uh, you know, there's a pain in maintaining the love that you have. Like if you say you feel no pain, like, no, you feel pain in loving like like love brings you pain because you love so much right it costs you like i mean if you like you you, you pour all your love and and time and energy and your life and your intention and your physical labor into other people you know yeah and then they die or they leave or they whatever or they abandon you yeah like i mean so there's that risk and you don't get that back, you know, No. but if you get that returned, if you're blessed enough to have that returned, like that's literally heaven. Yeah. <laughs> heaven on earth. Yeah. To yeah. know that you can, because the, 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 the being tuned into that frequency which I want to explain to maybe some people don't know what we, maybe some people don't, maybe some people are tuned in and don't even know it. I feel it's like a, yeah. sometimes it's like an uncontrollable level of 
sympathy and compassion, compassion yeah, and, and empathy to the point of like tears when it's about things that you don't even understand. It's, it's like, yeah, I see, you see one- a stranger, <laughs> somebody you have no idea and your heart goes out to him. Yeah. You got to yeah. go help him. You were on the phone with me. And some dude was in his pajamas in the middle of the street or well, I forget what it was. He was like, yo, man, I got to call you right back. Yeah. And then you told me like, you didn't know who that dude was, but you were like, this old dude's lost and confused. Yeah. I remember that day. I I walked him home. It it was, uh, he was, uh, it was so hot out and he was like beyond pale of like just all the color. And he was like kind of just disoriented walking around the street. And I don't know. I, and it's not like it's like, pat yourself on the back thing it's you have to do something you here. just have to i was with my dad one time someone stole in our car we were riding around super early in the morning or maybe it was late at night i think it was early in the morning looking for it driving when the streets were more empty mm. it was early morning and um all of a sudden we're driving. The car stops in the middle of the road. He jumps out and it's gone. Doors open. I'm like, what the? So I turn around and he's like about to jump this dude. Apparently like a guy was beating up on a woman. Yeah. And my dad just <laughs> we were in the middle of the street. Thank God. Nobody was like on the road. He just stopped the car. The door was open. The car was still around. I was like, what's happening? I ain't even see anything, you know? Yeah. Just boom, like it's, <laughs> you know, that impulse, that, that compassion that uh, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, Heschel called it Hesed, which I'm not sure, uh, I forgive my Jewish friends, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, if it's Hesed, or it's probably Hesed, <laughs> you know, or mm-hmm. Hesed, but it means loving kindness, you know, yeah. and I, that's what. Jesus was always talking about there's that continuity there, you know, and I'm like, that's just in us. I think that's where the story means God said we made Adam like us, that thing in us, your conscience, Mm. that kindness in you, whatever that impulse. I think that's how we're like God, you know, and all the shitty stuff is how we're like the devil. <laughs> it's all well, in here. Yeah. You know? That's true. It's this versus this all the time, right? It's you can't always have one- that, that fight, right? It's the yeah. war between these two things, and you're the prize, <laughs> you know? right? It's ridiculous. It really is, and, and, it, and you're it, also the victor and the vanquished, depending on which way it goes. You know, and the referee, <laughs> and the venue, and the I mean, right. and the booking that's agent. Right. I mean, you're everything. And nothing. The sh- the shitty manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the, the manager with bad intentions. <laughs> Shout out to my manager, Ben, who was not like that. It's no, like of trying to find, all. you know. Yeah. Oh, mm. dude, they almost all, I mean, it's so rare. Yeah, it's terrible. You know? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, yeah, but we, you know, yeah, we play the whole, the whole, uh, all the, the entire cast we have provided for. <laughs> a one-man show with a thousand characters it really is it's so hard it's so hard and if you have that and that's the thing and I'm so glad we're getting like getting to this the surface of this because it's like you know when you have that 
you know, the owl thing, the, the thing that, that happened with me with the owls, the thing that happened with us, with our stories of, you know, like having those experiences, right? When you are tuned to that, you can't yeah. detune sometimes. And that's a oh, tough... Oh, you shouldn't. Right, and it, right. It but hurts. It's the painful. more tuned up you are, the more it hurts. That's something I want to I want to discuss with you because it's like, that's hard. God damn, but it's think hard about sometimes. about it, man. Like, I, I, I never... Like I know from my mom's commitment to my dad, the truth, I mean, she lived out the proof of her commitment to my dad, right. how big that love was. And to us, when she said goodbye to him, when they rolled him out for the last time, and I'm never going to see you again, dude, that was, you got to see, see what you kind of know, but you got to see, see it like, Oh my God, you're looking at this. Yeah. Mm. And that pain is what, <laughs> you know, shows you like, yeah. At pain is what shows you. And that's all the religions have that man. Well, all of them. And it, and it, and it, again, to, I, I will quote, I, I'll reference this Michael Mead podcast probably a couple times because it blew me apart. Like how dead on he always is with everything. But always. he said that the pain is what it seasons us. Like, exactly. so the, that's an, such an interesting way of thinking about it is that like, <laughs> We're, sometimes we marinate in it. You know? <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. But hey, it's, it's not our call. It's yeah. how much you love is. Yeah, it, it, it prepares does, us. It, it prepares us, and I and it's a lately. What's that I kinda, thing where it's at, where they say that where you purify the metal? That's what they use in the Bible, I think. Oh, like with alchemy, the dross. Yeah, the dross, like the heat of it, makes all the impurities rise up to the top, and yeah. then you take that away, and then what you have left, you know, that's like <laughs> it's just pure. Yeah, yeah just, real just, love is like that, not this airy fairy stuff. Right. This stuff is like, you know, the ultimate sacrifice, you know? And I think Pure, being, being agony. To, yeah. And the frequency is kind of like being, having like ultimate loving kindness for humanity as a whole. And it's not just for maybe too. Well, that sometimes mm-hmm. is the hard part. That's the hard part. Uh, which makes it hard to have it for others. Yep. It's so, man, the way this thing is set up is... <laughs> It's so simple and it's so flawless and it's so true. Yeah. So hard. So hard. It's just even more frustrating that it's that simple. Oh, of course. Because it's not like your intellect can. It's like, yeah, we got that part. Yeah. Love other people. Treat them the way you would like to be treated. You want to be loved, love, but you don't get to make any exceptions, right? You can stay down here in the little bullshit love if you want. All right. But the closer you get to the real thing, the more <laughs> you're going to real, you're going to find the pain grows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't, you can't have, I guess nobody said it was going to be easy either. I mean, really there's no, this idea that life is supposed is e- is easy or supposed to be easy is a- not not here like the in and the out should 
should clue us in. Right. It's hard coming in here. That's true. That's very like true. It could kill yeah. the mom. It could kill the baby. Kill both Screaming of them. Screaming and it's brutal. And the out is hard too. You know. Yeah. For many. Yeah. So that should clue us into like, you know, the in between part. <laughs> it's gonna have some rough. It's gonna have some bumps. Points, man. Like it's you know. Yeah. This is yeah. a rough on this planet. I would give very. I hope we get to reincarnate to other planets and other dimensions to try out where like we don't have to eat other things to live. Or, yeah. I don't know, where you or can just, just not eat, just That'd breathe be- to live, just breathe and drink water, and you're fine. Or I don't know, whatever. Like I hope it's not all. I hope there's some dimensions or planets where it's a little more of ease. Yeah. Like the vacation planet. Yeah. Well, you know? I'll tell you, I'll t- I've always had thoughts about, you know, like if, if I could pick what the after, like if there's, you know, like what could I do or what would I do or whatever. And, it, and it's like, you know, this whole kind of like vast boundless space of just, you know, here and there, but an 85 year hug, that sounds kind of awesome too. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, like whatever, the, any, the, whatever is a relief from this yeah. has got to be sweet. <laughs> like, I don't even care like how you draw the picture of heaven or if you even call it that or what it is like, just whatever's to leave next. here has got to be some sweet relief. You know, if you're, if you're 91, uh, right. you know, well, isn't that interesting though? That like the, the, the best part about being some of the best moments of being human is when we escape the humanity. And just kind of like escape our own, like by humanity, I mean like humanism. I don't mean humanity. Like the, the, the best parts of, we meditate, we, people do drugs, people do whatever, run, play music, sleep, (laughs) anything, pray to get out of our human brain and get out of our human. So it's like the the third dimension, just being stuck in the third dimension, just knowing you have something right here to like leap in a pool of calm and a pool of absence of ego. Like it's, it's wild that that's the thing that brings humans. Well, some of us, some some of us, some love being human. (laughs) I did for, I did for a long time. (laughs) And then it's like, you know, you're gonna hurt, you're gonna hurt yourself either way. Yeah, right. So yeah. if you completely turn away from love, <laughs> you're in for a world of hurt. And if you completely turn to pure love, you're in for a world of hurt. Wow. So <laughs> you know, I guess it just depends. Like you know, what kind of karma do you want to have after the hurt? Because <laughs> yeah, the know, hurt's right. coming, right? It's coming no so matter what. So I'd rather what. choose love. I'm gonna just keep trying to push myself <laughs> that way because at least you don't have the really awful karma after. <laughs> I know all the hurt, you know? and it's like almost like uh, like voluntary blindness versus like heartbreak at times too, you know, like one side goes like, yeah, I'm not going to, I know that's probably the truth, but that's too hard to, that's a thing that, you know, like getting through the layers of like, you know, we have this surface level when that cracks, all of the pain and all the repressed stuff comes up and we have to go through all that Mm. to get to the next level. So what is what Mead was saying? And it's that, that getting through level two. And that's hard because those wounds come to you no matter what. I don't care how great your family was. 
or your parents were, there's some wound that came to you. My dad losing his mom at four came into me genetically if he died right after I was born. Yeah. Yeah. There's something right. still inside, right? Like there's yeah, still, the, what do they call it? Epigenetics they're studying now. Like, so we see this, like, that means a lot. So just let's take his mom out of it. Slavery. Yeah. The Holocaust. The, do you know, you're Italian, the Inquisition. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. pick it, man. Like, there's, you know, you could go all the way back to, <laughs> you know, uh, Julius <laughs> Caesar. So, but, you know, like, there's, there's stuff that's just going to come. Yeah. These hurts, and, and you, don't, you can't sidestep it. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you got you to, man. There's only one way through it. What's up, everybody? This is Mike, and today's show is sponsored by Sunset Lake CBD, a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with stress and sleep without breaking the bank. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located just outside of one of our favorite places, Burlington, Vermont. For years, Sunset Lake was a dairy farm producing milk for Ben & Jerry's ice cream. We had them on the podcast. In 2019, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to the customer, cutting out all the cost associated with getting on the shelves at stores. They have CBD products for every occasion and offer tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables and even for that anxious dog of yours they have pet products oh i need to get some for my dog that's barking all the time but Mm -hmm. i'll tell you this i use these the sour bears so good they are cbd gummies i literally no joke i take these every night they help me sleep And it's almost bedtime. (laughs) Yep. And I still, as I said it before, I'll say it again. You go to a long show, you come home, my 42-year-old ankles are not what they used to be. And I rub that salve all over them and uh, put them up, enjoy a a nice cocktail, and uh, just let it ooze right into those sore bones. And you know what, folks? All you Comes a Time fans, if you check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME, T-I-M-E, you'll get 20% off all products. That's sunsetlakecbd.com. Use promo code TIME, 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Thank you. Get you some. What was it like being, uh, being back home, like being home and seeing like all those pictures of your, of your youth and your childhood, like the <laughs> pictures you've never even seen before. Did it like, was it such a trip to, to kind yeah. of go through all that? And yeah. And you know, I had kids late. So seeing my dad younger than me, 
being a father, you know? Yeah. Um, and also like, I am so going to take my dad and mother's death better because I have children. Like, you know, that picture I posted of my dad and me, like when I was four and then me and Nigel. Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't four. I was a baby. Because Nigel, I think it was his first birthday. Was it his first birthday? Either way, we're like very close in age. Mm-hmm. And you see my dad and me on the top and me and Nigel and me and Nigel are catty corner like that, you know, yeah. and we looked just alike. But that joy, that incredible heaven, that oxytocin when Nigel's laying on me that just floods my body and all is right with the not just the world, but the universe and everywhere places that I'm not even at. I feel I am at those places in this joy. And I know my dad and mom felt that joy. And that is something that if you put a trillion dollars in this bowl in like a trillion dollar coin (laughs) and said, you're going to trade that, I would just throw it into the lake out behind my house or give it to somebody, you know. Yeah, me with no kids. (laughs) Well, if it's the, you know, if the the coin comes with the trade off, you know. I should throw it in the lake. But, you yeah, know, it's like yeah, yeah. I don't I'll worry about them dying because they felt that thing that is far more precious than any amount of money or whatever this society holds up. It pales in comparison to that. And so I'm like, I know they felt that I can yeah. times four. I'm just doing it times two. Yeah. But you once know, is times a, a million. So it doesn't matter. It's love. It's just like that. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, you know, it, uh, it helps. It helps me process it. I can think back and looking at all those old pictures reminds me of when all these feelings that I'm having now, they were having them then. Jeez. And to see the joy and the laughter, you know. Yeah. And it was tough stuff. You know, I mean, it wasn't all... <laughs> I don't know how they raised four kids. No wonder it was so crazy in my house. <laughs> if we added two more kids to this house, I, I I think it would break me. I guess you find out how strong you are by doing it. But mm-hmm. we're not doing it. I don't want to find out I'm that strong. <laughs> Fine. No, just put double the love into bo- into, into those two. I've, and it's that's- good to know that it's possible. I, I have it in me somewhere. We don't have to flush <laughs> it all the way out, okay? <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's, 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 it's amazing. And it's, and it's to think about some of the things that they like the way it's changed and the way that, you know, I mean, you got, you got to see your son and daughter meet them. And just to think about that span of, of that's interesting to me to think about where he was when he was Nigel's age, right? Where your dad was, where the, where you know what? Being black and being born in 1931 <laughs> was not fun. I don't give a shit what part of America you were in. <laughs> like, yeah. Man. Wow. Yeah. And he was in Bronx, New York. Yeah. And man, what a trip, dude. So yeah, I think of it. We've, I found one picture of him. A baby picture. Wow. 
I couldn't even recognize him. I was like, is that dad? They were like, yeah, that's dad. I never saw him as a baby. Never. Really? I just was like, whoa, to picture my dad. So that's how I pictured my dad meeting his mom on the other side that he gets to be four again for a second. And she gets to be whatever age she was when she let go of him. And wow. That's beautiful. Even if it's just for a second, you know? There's no time there, man. That's there's no earth yeah, time. I there. know it can go back. I know it can go back. Yeah. I know it can't. I I feel that. So I just that's my That's you know, that's the kind of stuff on the other side of like I really I have a big problem with death. I can't deal with it. Um, I can't pick up dead things. I have a friend who's in the um, mortuary business. I'm going to ask him to help me, like help me get over it. There's a dead lizard. I tried to pick it up. It was this big as a baby. It died and it like shrunk and shrunk. I was like, all right, it's hard now. I can pick, just pick it up, man. And I touched it, you know, <laughs> and it just was like a piece of, uh, the paper you put in a, a present you're wrapping. Sure. And I was like, sure. Ah! I thought it was going to be <laughs> stiff and bony. Like, yeah, I was like, ah, and I had to vacuum it up. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, I'm not going to be able to see my dad die and be laying there after he's dead. And it was completely different than I thought. It was so peaceful and he looked so peaceful and I felt completely different. And, you know, I mean, I, I held his hand and I, I touched it, you know, and he was still warm. So I would just say he felt like alive. He's just at peace. Yeah. Total rest. I was like, oh, man, that's great. Like, it was not what I thought it was going to be at all. And um, now the pain part, you know, my mom and all that part, that was it still is, you know, extremely heavy, but, uh, but that part was different. The actual dying and the death afterwards part. And so I, I'm glad to, I'm glad that it was obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was really, I don't even know how to describe what kind of anxiety I had about that, you know, leading up to it. Yeah, because, you know, like it's always, you know, it's coming from when you're a teenager, you know, or before. But, you know, it's just it's always tomorrow. And then one moment, it's not. And it's it's just a moment. Even as close as it gets, you still like, is it going to be three days? Is it going to be a week? Is it like hours seem very long at that point? Yeah. And then it's just a moment. And then boom. And it was so different than all the dread I had, you know. Well, and that's the human part of it, right? Like even the thing you said about like, you know, he was at peace finally. And it's like he wasn't wasn't human anymore. And 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 the pain part was you immediately empathizing and feeling worry for your mom and for yeah. those that are here still. So it's like that that yeah. experience of having him cross over and you're still here. Yeah. You're left with this, with the stuff, you know, 
he's he's free. He's free to and go. And we got lucky because a lot of people don't have that. They have uh, yeah, a really phone call. bad. Or, or watching someone who's totally aware that they're dying and horrified and doesn't know how to do it and is like, I can't believe I'm sitting here dying right now. And it's a, a level of terror and dread that we can't, you know, like I prayed my dad wouldn't go. So we got lucky. We were blessed. Like super yeah. duper. I don't know if that's going to happen for me, my sisters, my mom. Yeah, um, and you can't. And you can't know. Yeah. I think that, Kofi, when he passed, he was very out of it. I think he just slipped away, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I hope well, I'm that lucky. And there are those you know, brilliant, you know, uh, folks who would say we're all dying slowly right now. Right. Like we're all. So, so make sure you're living, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're dying. You're dying. <laughs> One thing, that's the only thing that we make know sure for sure is that it's going to end. And, and that's such a, yeah. such a weird thing to think about, but it's also, I guess, probably one of the more important things to, isn't it weird how easy it is for us to push it aside until you until you can't yeah 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 it's amazing how it's fear that's fear i think i think like that's the thing that i've been so fascinated about with some of these treatments for folks that are facing end of life and they're able to you know like integrate some type of a mystical experience where they can look death in the face and come out and go like, I think it happens anyway. I think that's what it does. Whatever that DMT is stored in us, because my dad, I'm, when I called my sister about this, this was weeks ago. I wish I could get time together right now, but, um, she said, Oh yeah, he already has started talking to his mom. I was like, Sweet. Wow. For real, that he'll be in there asleep and he'll wake up and then he'll start talking. And they're like, Who are you talking to? He's like, I'm talking to my mom. Like, oh, okay. Well, let me shut up. Continue. Yeah. But you haven't seen her in a long time. So I wonder if this DMT in our brains gets released and then we can start to see. Because my dad did not believe in mystical things. Like talking to his mom, he would have not believed that. If he were there, he would have been like, that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, that's not going to happen. So, and yet, <laughs> so I wonder if this is, you know, God or whatever, wh- whatever created us, however we're made, it's in there. And I think it, it, maybe some gets released and then you get that mystical crossing over time. Sure. Like everybody gets it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you hear it over and over and over again. And even with near death experiences, like we had uh, Mishlove on and, and Stefan Schwartz, like you do like 10,000 experiments, and you, like right. 9,000, you know, 780 of them say the same, like, come on. So I think uh, there's something, something to it. Well, and you know, know, it's all this stuff that, you know, like, again, rule number one of, uh, 
you know, admitting you don't know, right. Is the most important part to me of, of understanding this whole existence. Yeah. But look at all these brain, you know, all that, all this research and all of this new stuff that they're finding. The, the brain is something that, you know, they say we only use what, like 10% of it or something like that. Maybe 90% yeah. of it is preparing for that moment. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's a reserve of everything you need to kind of get your, like you said, the in and the out Yeah. are, are if we're I not using our, 80%, I mean, who the hell knows, you know? I mean, I it's, think our, our educational system is woefully lacking because it would certainly <laughs> be oriented towards getting us to use our full brain capacity the rest of it. if yeah. it was worth a shit, right? <laughs> Like that Honestly. would be kind of a priority, but it's really more kind of just get you ready to work in the factory or work at the plant or the you mill feel guilty. or yeah. whatever, you know, like, so yeah. that's not how they have it set up, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's so great to hear that, that it was, uh, um, you know, like it, you think about that a lot and you mentioned it just a, a minute ago too, about like laying there and going like, I can't believe I'm dying right now. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I really hope that, you know, he, and you had mentioned too, even like in Pat, like recent visits, but not, um, he seemed happy. Like he was listening to music, would bring him back and and, he was totally winning and we all should be, you know what, man, we, I really want to talk about this on the podcast. (laughs) What is wrong with our society that we care more about dogs than people? Now, I know I'm not a dog guy, but it pisses me off. I'm like, you know, my wife was telling me that uh, a friend had the dog go down with something bad happened with the hip or the leg or something like they got full stem cell treatments, 100 percent covered by dog insurance. Try to get that for a person. Yeah, right. Right? Because Jess did some stem cells for her ankle. That was not covered, but shit cost a lot. (laughs) And it was just like, wow. So uh, one of my old dogs many, many, many years ago, Lula Bell, (laughs) she ran out in the street and she she was a street dog. And we tried to, we found her running in the street and we tried to (laughs) contain her and tame her and it didn't work. She ran out of the street, got hit by a car. So I did something internally and they said, yeah, she's, she lived through it, but they were like, she's, that's not going to get fixed. Yeah. I don't know whether yeah. it turned her stomach. I forget what happened. They were like, we need to put her down. I was like, all right. So I was there and they just gave her something to put her to sleep. And then they gave her a barbiturate over dust. I was petting her and she fell asleep. And died. And I was like, can I get that deal? Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. That's, if that's dying, we should all be able to get that deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I told my family, look, man, you know, when I stop swallowing and I can't drink or eat anymore, you when know, let's go to a up. state where we can just call it. Like, yeah, my tongue, like, like, let's not. No. I'm gone. I'm already on morphine. Yeah. I'm already gone. I'm already. I'm talking to Kofi and dad. Yeah. I'm meeting his mom. I never met grandma. I'm like, grandma, I never met you. Yeah. Sweet. Can I get, you know, like, are you kidding me? Like call that thing, man. Early. Yeah. When yeah. I stop drinking and eating, call everybody. Say, come now. Yeah. Come yeah. now. After everybody get there, y'all kiss me on the forehead. 
gather around. So let's let's peace them out, nice yeah. and easy. Yeah, nice and easy, man. We yeah. should all get that. What is wrong? With this country, I, man, Jesus. I, I had a very similar thing where we had a we had an eight year old dog, Stella Blue, who I loved with all my heart. And you know, uh, I was on my way to go do shows in Cleveland, and I pet her under the belly, and she squealed. She's like hundred pounds, mastiff, big dog, but uh, big, yeah, oh jeez, mastiff pit mix, and uh, <laughs> she was beautiful, Jesus. but the sweetest dog in the world. And uh, I ran her to the vet before I was heading to the airport and, uh, they go, um, we have to do a scan or whatever. And they found her spleen was covered with tumors. We have to take it out. So we took it out. They sent it for a biopsy and then, uh, sarcoma. So it was blood vessel cancer, which means Mm. the cancer's in the blood. It's everywhere now. All that's circulating. It's just circulating. Mm. So it was this thing where we kind of had to go like, uh, you know, we could do chemo, Chemo for dogs is not like chemo for people. Chemo for dogs is, it just prolongs the inevitable. Some with humans, chemo can, you know, sometimes cure it. Right. Exactly. So, and my wife and I had that talk and it's just like you said, you know, we decided for (laughs) however many weeks left, it's going to be steak and ice cream for breakfast for her and walks Mm. on the beach and you know all the treats and all the toys and I talked to her and all of that and I and then the the day came a couple weeks before we thought we were going to lose her we uh she just started to we could she couldn't get comfortable off the couch on the couch on the ground pissed you know and we said you know this is it and we brought her and it was you know nice and calm and and you know my vet happened to be a deadhead and she put on we put on uh music and broke down palace came on and it was very weird that that was Uh. what but my point is this it's not about the dog and comparing it it made my wife and i have this this conversation about how come humans because my wife's in healthcare, and i'm like why can't we do this for our let's reverse it would we put a dog on a ventilator right and of <laughs> I mean, it's like, right. you know, they told me it's inhumane to keep this dog alive. But Why is human- it not inhumane to keep us alive? And look at that word. I in- don't get it. Inhumane. Exactly. <laughs> For the dog, For the but dog. not us. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the? I just, it, I just can't with this country. I just well, yeah. can't. I mean, and it, it makes me <laughs> right, can't, man. Yeah. And then you're like a rogue state if you want to like allow that. And I, I am, t- I told her and I, I said, I go, I don't ever want to be in that situation where my family, my, where my wife has to spend her last weeks with me or her last days with me. Like, I, I, Dude, and, and I, I don't so want ugly. that. Yeah. I don't want Mm-mm. that. But I also don't, I have to say, I don't know what it's like to have someone that sick that I love so much that I'm having a hard time battling. But I feel like sometimes that battle is for each person to figure out on their own. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's hard to let someone, I, I don't know how that feels. The, 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 the death yeah. that I've experienced in my life has been, um, you know, my great, my, you know, folks in their nineties, my grandmother yeah. had a stroke early on and I was very young and, and that, but, but I never had to, you know, make that call about, you know, my, my wife or my sibling or, you know, any of that stuff or a parent even, and it's, it's hard, but I know personally, 
personally, I don't want to be, I I'm with you. I'm with you for myself that let me just, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go I through mean, that at all. My parents had it written, you know, the legal documents as Jess and I do, like you got to be clear about it. Yeah. Cause then yeah. whoever it might keep you here. It's like, don't keep it's a lot for people, man. It's a lot. I believe for in God. Get out of God's way and let God do <laughs> oh, God's yeah, thing. Totally. If I'm supposed to stay here, God is not the CEO <laughs> of a hospital. That's for sure. You know, like let him just take, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But as with, <laughs> as, as with both things, you know, it's like, you know, there's not one without the other. And we talk about death, but we're also yeah. talking about love and it's, and it's, I hope that and you life. know, and life and, and, and yeah. there were a lot of people sending you and your family tons and tons and tons of love. And I hope you felt it. And I hope that you know that I everybody have, was, I have, I definitely have. And it's great. You know, like you've, again, you find out in those kind of times how much love there really is. I remember that when Kofi passed, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And it's the same with my dad, you know, and it would be the same with you. And I believe you'd be able to float around and see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I sure hope. You know what I mean? Because it's like you don't really know until like until you go. (laughs) So I hope we get to at least see the love that comes out. You know, I bet we feel it anyway. So much of this stuff is just feeling, you know, we, we, we need to admit what we don't know, but we also need to admit what we do know, what we just know inside. Sure. Like what you're like, if nobody ever told you about any laws or any commandments or any religion or any legal system, you would know from your conscience what's wrong. Right. Yeah. And you would know that love does exist even if we can't scientifically prove it, you know? Yeah. Love had to exist way before language and love had to exist way before, you know, text and greeting cards and all the other shit. So it's like, you know, there was someone that was like, doing this makes me feel good, (laughs) you know, like doing this nice thing for this other creature. Some human nursing another human at her breast literally providing the food that's going to make it thrive. Like just like an animal does. Body, right. Out of her own body. Like, I'm sorry you hadn't figured out the equation for that yet, <laughs> but it's real dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. And try to mess with them and watch daddy kill your ass. You know, so, don't look you now. Know, there you go. Yeah. Mama don't kill you first, you know, <laughs> holding the baby over here and, and jab yep. like that, yep. you know, yep. that's right. Don't mess around, man. You'll find out what the truth is. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's totally right. Yeah. But of all, you know, it, it, it's been a rough and it's, and death's been kind of, you know, circling and, and it's. Hasn't everybody, I'm just like, like yeah. everyone I know knows someone that died of a fentanyl a overdose. Of... <laughs> like, you know, it's only like one, one or two removed. Like it's crazy, yeah, it's, man. It's really terrible. It's a hard time for people. I really hope we, uh, you know. It's going to make this, uh, this tour really something, man. Like, wow. I was working on to lay me down 
when I got called to come to my dad. <laughs> Woo! Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I that's guess not, I just I just outed myself. For, <laughs> well, people kind of know I'm doing a, a album of like Garcia Hunter ballads, but I was doing to lay me down when that happened. So I think about like what singing those songs. The summer is going to be like it was already heavy before Kofi died. You know, like <laughs> and then Kofi passed, and now my dad and all this other stuff that's all my friends. And the deaths that are going around, you know, it's a hard time. Yeah. But it's going to bring that beauty up, man. It's going to bring that love up. The love rises up. And it's like a, an equation. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The darkness rises. The love rises. The darkness rises. The love rises to come up to meet it. You know, it's the tension and the release. And it's the people the who the people who are there, Oteal watching you do those tunes are dealing with death and dealing with pain Absolutely. and dealing with sadness. And you guys hitting that stage is that release and they release their love and it all becomes this. And, 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 and to think and about you too, man, you too. Cause I mean, Tracy talk about this a lot. music is her thing. And I was like, you know, it's laughing. That's my thing. That's why I love the professional wrestling. That's why I love comedy <laughs> because yeah. it's the laughing that like, you know, we all did that together. My dad was literally, he hadn't passed yet. We're all gathered around his bed and we put on WWE and Wayne, my sister's husband, he goes way back with it. So it, we were letting him like, okay, let's watch some old shit, man. You know, <laughs> and that laughter, man, what you do for people, it's like, so I need to go. I need to go see some stand-up comedy. I know COVID's making a flare-up, but I want to see it live. I don't want to just watch it on YouTube. No, well, when you come see around, live, we'll, you we'll make sure that happens. When you're, when you, if when I the, can, if the tour bubble, we'll see what happens with that. But I'll do like John Cusack know. or whatever. I'll stand outside uh, the hotel window <laughs> and do my set. <laughs> just come down to Florida. We got West Palm yeah, Improv. Yeah, sure, man. I will. Because I, I could go. Dying like, to go I to Florida right now, Teal. Oh man, <laughs> I will be there, dude. I, I will. will be there. I'll be I there. need it so bad right now. Yeah. Well, it's, I'd it's, love a good stand-up show. Absolutely. Well, and I'm, I'm in need of some music and it's, uh, it, it, it all, it's the, you know, we, we all need that fuel in the tank, but I think, and I, the way I picture it is, you know, the audience, your audience hasn't gotten small. This is what I think about with death and with that people don't leave. People don't leave. The spirit doesn't leave. So yeah. now, you know, Kofi, your dad, your grandmother, are in that special section that's watching you together yeah. and grandfather and everybody, but they're in that like section that comes to every show that's with you every yeah. day. That's, you know, like you've got that, yeah. you know, that special, I think you can always call on a man all the yeah, time. Totally. Just totally. Like, Please send me a thought seed, man. Send me something, you know, or just be with me yep. as I go through, you know, whatever I'm going through. You know, I think it's, I don't know. It's just, I, it's just, I can feel it just like I, I can you. feel the love, you know? Yeah. Man, I well, got to ask you not to shift total gears, but speaking <laughs> of going to see stand up live, cause I yeah. really do want to do it soon. Mm -hmm. I, I am going to do it soon. I'm just going to speak it out. Um, 
dude, waking up and seeing Chappelle got tackled. Bro, what, again, my theme for this, <laughs> the rest of these podcasts is going to be, what the hell is wrong with this country? Yeah. What are we doing here? As know. a comedian, man, like, you got to be feeling a little bit more like, okay, y'all, cut the shit. Well, right? of course. Like, yeah. man, what are you going to say? Somebody going to get shot next? Well, let's, like, I mean, you know, I sure hope not. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking and it's terrifying and it's, you know, in some scale it's been going on for, this has been happening before this whole, you know, Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. I mean, that went down and it was kind of like brought so it guys, to the this forefront. Is just kind of, I mean, it's not, like, there's comes not like, with the job. Yeah. It's I mean, bit, you know, like there's gigs you do yeah. sometimes where, I mean, it's not ideal and it's not the, you know, situation where comedy should even be happening. But then you look at a scale like Hollywood Bowl, like how the hell does that even fucking happen? I don't understand how that happens. Like that per- in particular, I just don't get how that dude I can't tell you one thing brother <laughs> that ain't gonna happen with dead company I don't know man there will be yeah. no getting to I, that, I just hope you he's will our, not you know, make it, it three right. feet man you it will depends. not make it three feet where you're doing shows what kind of security they have things like that I mean it's yeah it's it's but another I mean, like added people, thing but it, people I, throwing shit at you or something like I never had anybody try to tackle me on stage I never had anybody like throw shit at me no, you know what I mean. Like I mean, I've I'm had, pl- uh, there's been there's been circumstances where I've been in the in rooms where like shit gets heated and stuff it gets you up. know like gets yeah and it's someone says something and it's drunk and it's you know it's a, it's an interesting thing where clubs need people to drink in order to keep the lights on right yeah. but. It's a live performance where you're kind of like back and forth with people. And most comedy rooms are like old jazz clubs where it's like you're sitting on the stage, basically, you know, I mean, so you're kind of right there. And (coughs) what do you have behind you? A wall. (laughs) You can't go anywhere. You know, I mean, it's like I was thinking about that firing squad. (laughs) I was thinking about that with COVID when it first came back and we were doing stand up. I was like, if I were to like be able to see microscopically you're all just laughing little germs at me it's like the most slow firing squad in the you know but it's a trillion molecules yeah it's just slow microscopic firing squad but yeah i don't know it's it's just another thing to think about and or or ignore and hope it doesn't happen or whatever there's only so much there's certain things that are just outside of our control you know what i mean and you do what you can and and but i think that you know a lot of the clubs do it right and have good per you know security and all that other stuff but i don't know teal i mean i don't understand a lot about this world and it's just another thing that makes me sad to be honest with you and it's yeah because i want to go see stand-up comedy live and if i really think that you know it's not safe i mean <laughs> i don't know man i just <laughs> I mean, anything it's like it's, if you have to this week on, if you have to ask, I mean, really, that's the thing, though. It's just like, what is safe? You know, a exactly. couple of weeks if ago, a couple of weeks ago, a guy gets on a subway in Brooklyn oh. 
and sets off fireworks and shoots a shitload of people. You know what I mean? Like, do you take the subway anymore? Oh, I'd stop taking the subway a while back. But that's just, you know what I mean, though? It's like you can't. I I don't know. You're playing if the odds are are high that you're going to get shot, maybe you should just take an Uber <laughs> like, or, or some other crazy stuff. Like maybe it's not that maybe somebody tries to contaminate, you know, there's a lot of crazy people yeah. in New York and, and New York is making more of them crazy every day. <laughs> they're like going over <laughs> the line. So now the ranks are just swelling. I you know. know? <laughs> like, I know. Jesus. Well, it's not just New York. I mean, it's, no, it's that happened in uh-uh. L.A., you know, and the, well, actually what both of those ones happened was that was that Will Smith thing in L.A.? I don't even remember. I don't know where that yeah, was, but that that's was been. A, yeah. I mean, people have been, there's still, you know, there's, there's shows that, you know, folks throw stuff and throw, you know, I mean, it, it happens. Um, I guess when it's built into your gig that, you know, part of your gig is your interaction with the audience. So part of that interaction is going to be needling, pushing buttons, going up to the line, crossing the line slightly, just, and it's like, oh shit, now this is not the right age for that. (laughs) I know. And it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting, it's a delicate, uh, it's a tightrope walk for sure. But it's, uh, yeah, just another pile on another thing on the anxiety, uh, anxiety train. It's just yet another thing to fucking freak out about. So, I mean, what are you going to do? What can you do? I mean, it's, you know, you got to move forward. Like, wow, it's just keep trucking. That's Uh why I like just being in the crowd, watching you guys play. That's my happy place. As long as I can continue to do that, that's all that matters. Well, I'm going to keep going to see comedy till it pops (laughs) off. And I'm like, well, that was glad I got to do the last of that. Yeah. Well, let's (laughs) hope that's not the case, but, uh, I keep telling, I keep telling uh, Jess, I'm like, you know, we'll be able to say to our kids, at least you experienced the last of Earth before <laughs> the climate catastrophe. You know what it feels like to like sit on the beach, yeah, be in the sun where like, you know, or just whatever. You remember clean water, yeah. You remember, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, remember that. You remember uh. electricity. Remember that, that was some <laughs> air conditioning. That was some good shit. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. <laughs> Remember when you didn't have to wear uh, SPF 400? Because, Remember uh, we had to live underground and be mole people? <laughs> didn't have to be the mole people. It was oh a ration your uh, food. Yeah, yeah so man, let's it's, celebrate the last of this, y'all. Let's yeah. do some massive, epic, Herculean, gargantuan, love King Kong size celebrating. Yep. While we can, because. It's like, you know, the asteroid's not coming, but it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Let's be honest. It is. It yeah. is. Thank, we, we, and and, and it, it means a lot to know that the folks that are listening to this, like, you know, it, it's awesome to hear how much this means to you. And it means a ton for us to do it for us. And, uh, you know, just thank you all for, for being a part of it. And, uh, you know, not to act, not to, not to, you know, be repetitive O'Teal, but we all love you. And, uh, you know, our, our thoughts and love are with your entire family during this, you know, difficult time. Thank you. And, and, uh, thank you, man. Thank you for the friendship and the music and the words of wisdom. And, uh, and thank you for the friendship 
and the laughs, dude. You got it, brother. You know, man. <laughs> I think that's what we do best. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. just as far as our dynamic. Yeah, totally, man. We have some good laughs, man. <laughs> we need it. We need it. I need it. Oh, it's God food damn, me, I need dude. it. I it's know. food for me. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Please take care. Jesus, take care. Please. <laughs> Bye. Osiris. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.